You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's right. Hour two of the show here uh, Saturday morning. Austin Horton with you. Eric Jensen producing. And uh, joined now, or joined today, I should say, by a good friend, Roger Parkin, sales manager of the Southtown store. And we mentioned it last hour, Roger, but it's good to have you back after several weeks' hiatus of not being yes. on the show. Have you missed us, and how badly have you missed us? Oh, I've missed you. Know, I've missed you. I, I will tell you what, it is definitely different doing this uh, remote via Google Hangouts and being in the studio with you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm staring out one of my business office windows, watching my employees work today. <laughs> I usually get to look at your beautiful face while we do this. But well, I was gonna say you you don't get to see my eye rolls. Uh, I know this way, which uh, I'm I, missing all your cues, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we're grateful uh, to still be able to no, do this. It's good the to show. be back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Technology is pretty amazing, you know. It's uh, when you can communicate anywhere in the world this way and, and go broadcast on the radio. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. You can be in touch anywhere. You can video conference with people. I mean, I think Zoom is, uh, I think Zoom's become a four letter word in most people's households. <laughs> I know my wife, uh, it's, it's right there with the cuss word. She spends probably, oh, at least four and a half, five hours a day on Zoom calls. Oh my word. Ugh. you know, yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I can't sit on a webinar or a video conference call that long. I just don't, don't have it in me. Or, you know, my son was telling me, you know, he's got a bunch of friends from school that they, you know, try and get together once a month or, you know, get together and or chat and stuff. And they're, they've been doing Zoom co- uh, happy hours. Yeah. Which he thought was really lame, but they're having a good time doing that and sharing ideas between all of them on how to survive all this stuff. But, you know, there's some good that's coming out of this. I, you know, I think for myself, sports, they're working better together as a team and more cohesive and, and and whatnot with each other. And I think maybe we'll come out of this a kinder, gentler world. I hope. That's my hope. Yeah, I agree. Uh, although when we're on a Zoom call and someone does not understand either that they need to <laughs> be muted or they need to unmute, I literally, my blood boils. I, and it's like, it's not good for the old blood pressure. It's not good for the old ticker, Roger, when yep. when people are just talking and they don't unmute their mic or they join the, the, the Zoom meeting and they don't mute their mic. Ah, drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. But we'll make it. Well, we'll get that, through. And that and those that uh, take Zoom calls where they shouldn't be taking them and forget they're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some pretty funny memes out there about that. Yep, for sure. But, for uh, sure. You know, you, I, I guess kind of one of the fun things, you know, if you look at the news programs and whatnot and all the uh, talk shows are doing everything from the houses, it's kind of interesting to get peeks inside of people's places. Some of you just go, woo, I'm not sure what you're thinking there. And others, you know, pretty, you know, they're just normal human beings, really, what's what it boils down to. Mm. So certainly a different way of, uh, getting a different experience everywhere in the in the country right now with everything. So it's kind of fun. In some ways, terrible in others. Hey, uh, I, I'm, I assume you've been to San Francisco before, right? 
I have. Yep, a few times. I love I love to visit San Francisco. If I were ever a billionaire, I think I'd move to San Francisco. That's about what you have to make to to live there nicely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes a nice down payment on somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a two bedroom uh, shared bathroom apartment, probably. Uh, but. Exactly. Uh, the <laughs> famous Pier 45, I don't know if you saw this story this morning, 40 fire engines and over 100 firefighters were called out to a uh, big old fire to warehouse right there on Pier 45, uh, which is a fisherman's wharf, of, of course. No injuries reported, and it's no longer in danger of spreading. It was a warehouse that held fish processing equipment, but right there next to... Pier 45 is the World War II relic, uh, Liberty, uh, World uh, Liberty, the the ship from World War II that yeah. they house right there. Uh, they do occasional tours on it. They take care of it. They preserve it. But it's just uh, a beautiful thing to go visit. And I saw this and I thought, oh no, please, please. But it turns out they uh, protected the ship really well, and nothing happened to it. So. But it's just crazy what? to see these pictures and videos of this giant plume engulfing San Francisco this morning. Wow. Yeah, I, I have not seen that. I tell you, that I think the other interesting thing is <laughs> one of my smart uh business managers just taped an on-air sticker up on the window for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, one of the other interesting things is the pictures coming out of like L.A. where you can actually see. You know, there's oh. not smog in the air. And right. I don't, I, I, as many years as I've traveled to LA, I've never seen it that way. That's that's one benefit of this whole thing is our air quality here has been uh, much improved. Well, it's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, for, with the exception of the dust storms the last few days, for two and a half months now, you've been able to see across the valley without a haze. Although I'm sure that's going to come back. Traffic certainly picking up during rush hour. It's still not what it was, but... I know the commute to work has been real fast the last two and a half months. That's been nice. Oh, yeah. Certainly. There have been some benefits. Not lots, but some. Uh, and, you know, we still dealt with the, the hay fever and the pollen and all that. But uh, but to be able – and I hope that it will sustain th- – those types of benefits will sustain. But like you said, as commutes pack, pick back up, that that's just an inevitability of it. Uh, well, I, I don't know the commutes are going to pick up as much. I know uh, I read an article the other day. Young Living Oil has told their people to work from home for them until January. Okay. Because they've seen a twenty-five percent or ten or twenty percent uptick in productivity from their employees. Um, I think Twitter just authorized their guys to work from home and as long as they want. Hmm. Forget which one of the tech companies, but it's worked out really well for them. Me personally, I wouldn't want to be stuck at home working every day. I need a little separation of that, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I need a safe haven to go to after a long day. Although it is nice, you know, if my wife's bugging me when I'm off, I can tell her to go back to her office, you know, upstairs. <laughs> but she doesn't think that's so funny, but, you know, it works for me. <laughs> hey, uh, Roger, we had the experience to, of course, people probably know they've listened to the show. We've been leasing a cross track, and we're coming yeah. up on the end of that lease in October. Uh, yep, and, uh, coming up fast. Interesting times, indeed, for uh, for that to be happening. Uh, in a moment, I, I got to ask your opinion on where we've got our eyes on a couple different options that we think we're going to flip uh, or not flip, but release again from you. 
But we had the experience last week uh, to utilize the pickup and drop-off service for an oil change and a sway bar that needed to be uh, tightened down in the back of the car. And I got to tell you, your people knocked it completely out of the park. We threw we threw curveballs at them. We threw uh, knuckleballs at them. We, we changed our address several times. They couldn't get a hold of us. We changed our <laughs> phone number. They couldn't find our address because it's a new neighborhood. We changed it again. And with everything we threw at them, uh, they were right there on their toes, ready to – and it went so smoothly. Not for them, obviously, but for us. It was so easy. We just waited, gave That's- them the keys. They, they brought the car sanitized – Gave us a loaner for a couple days. Even yeah. that alone, we thought, okay, this is going to take two, three days to, to get it done. And there was some uh, software update recalls that needed to be done and, and things like that. Well, apparently, mm-hmm. we did this Saturday morning. And apparently, Saturday afternoon, the sales manager was trying to get a hold of us to say you guys were done. And they couldn't get a hold of us. <laughs> so we kept the car for a few days. And poor, uh, I, I think it's Kevin. Uh, over there, is it not Kevin? Uh, I can't remember. But uh, the poor guy finally got a hold of me on Tuesday and said, uh, "Can you can we uh, get our car back?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, so sorry." But it was so convenient and nice and wonderful. Awesome. And I think that you guys, uh, Jeff, it was way innovative. You guys were really prepared for this pandemic because you've been doing services like this for years now. Yeah, we're very fortunate that we have a what, what we call our concierge staff that we have quite a few bodies we can throw at. You know, I, I like to refer to them as our Swiss Army knife. We use them. <laughs> you know, they do the deliveries for the salespeople. They help down in service, do drop off pickups, and we repurpose every concierge and really any free employee to do drop off and pickups the last two and a half months. And I know our our uh, product specialists have been doing. A bunch up until the last, you know, seems like it slowed down a little bit the last week or so. But I, I think in May, the concierges we did like two thousand drop off and pickups between the two stores. Wow! So just amazing. I mean, the amount of coordination it takes. I was talking with the gentleman who just got promoted to the manager. He was one of our product specialists at Midtown, and he took a car back to a customer and was supposed to pick up the loaner car. What they didn't tell him was he was taking it back to a different location than what they actually picked up the car in the morning. The loaner car was 10 miles away. Oh. <laughs> so there's been some fun, you know, funny stories where logistics of it are pretty insane, but it's worked out really well. It's kept our service departments very busy. Um, I know we're doing mobile repair for, for both stores on some of the, uh, some of the recalls that are out there that they can do in someone's driveway real easily. And, so we just have really seen much from, I've been in the business a long time, and that's the most evolution quickly in a service department or a store I've seen ever. You know, just the re- repurposing of employees, making sure that we do this and not skip a beat and keep all of our employees employed and, and uh, working, whether they're working full hours or not, you know, we've taken care of their wages for them. And, so it's pretty awesome. And right now the, the pickup and drop off is free, right? Not to 25 miles from the store yeah. you know, via road. Not as a crow, crow flight, but via the, the surface streets, 25 miles we do it for free. Now, that's, that's when crazy. you buy a new car from us, we include Subaru's Maintain the Love program. And uh, for the first four years, you know, out to 20 miles, your ma- or first two years, your maintenance during your maintenance for those times, drop off and pick up is free. 
That's, so that's, it makes it really nice cool. and convenient. Absolutely, uh, because especially right now, well, before and after and during the pandemic, who wants to, as nice as your uh, showrooms are in your, you've got cafes and in your waiting areas, and mm-hmm. it's a nice experience to sit there. I'd rather not have to come sit uh, right. at the store and to have you guys just come pick up the car, take it in, get it, get it a day at the spa, I like to call it, mm-hmm. taken care of, and it comes back clean and vacuumed and washed and and it's right there at my ready to go, and I don't have to uh, disrupt my schedule at all. So many Absolutely. people it's have wonderful. heard us talk about this now for a few years, and now they're getting to experience it, and I think it's a mm-hmm. game changer. I, whether there's a pandemic or not, this is the way to do service. This is how it should be oh, done. I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm spoiled in the fact that if my car needs service, I just drop it off in the morning when I get to work and, <laughs> and pick it up when I leave. You know, So I, I have a different experience in service than most people, but I, I don't disagree with you. But if now, I were now people have that same I'd experience. Have my car picked up. Yeah, exactly. What's that? I say now people have that same experience you have, though they're, exactly. not, they're not sitting there at the same location as their car. They don't have to be. The, the car gets yeah. taken from them and brought back to them. It's amazing. Yeah, fully sanitized. It's, it's just, I tell you what, uh, it, it's, it's pretty amazing the job that everyone's done just to make everything work. You know, our, our people answer all the phones and set all the appointments and coordinate everything. It's, it's a logistical nightmare. I and mean, we've had hiccups here and there, but, man, I'm proud of them. Yep, for sure. They've done a great job. That, uh, that Josh Goldsmith, he can come back on the show now, I assume. Uh, I'll, I'll let him back on the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not been banned anymore, you know. <laughs> uh, so while we're yeah. on, while we're on the subject of uh, <clears throat> me, let's talk yeah. about uh, what happens at the end of a lease's life. What? Do, so I got a letter in the mail that said, "Okay, you've got here's a checklist of things you need to do and take care of before mm-hmm. October and uh, and things like that." And I know there's there's been a few nicks and dings on the like uh, some surface scratch on the on a door that I'll probably be responsible to pay for. But tell me, what is the process like before a pandemic? And then what's the process like during a pandemic for returning a lease? Well, the big thing that's changed during the pandemic from Subaru's point of view is they do not do any um, lease inspections prior to you dropping or vehicle inspections prior to you dropping them off. Which they used to, they would come out to your house and do it and oh. give you a report, let you know what was going on. And they've stopped that during the pandemic. But the process really hasn't changed much. You know, it's like I, I explained to you before you lease this that, you know, between three to six months before your lease is up, come into the dealership. Let's take a look at what the used car market's doing. Um, you know, it may be that you have equity or you're even and you can trade it in and start your new lease sooner. Or, if the used car market, which has really been haywire lately, if the value is less, you turn that, you know, you know it, write it out to the end, turn it back to Subaru. Hey, you know, the, the wave up to, when you did your lease, the wave up to $1,000 worth of excess wear and tear. I mean, you have to have tires that have 430 seconds to trade it on them. Your glass has got to be in good shape. But, you know, no major dents and things with little scratches. They're going to wave that. Mm-hmm. Um and then lease your next one. And, and one of the advantages is releasing in addition to a new car, but with every lease company has a fee called a disposition fee. So when you drop off the car, you're going to get billed 300 bucks for them to basically do the inspection, move the car to the auction, dispose of the car. You know, that's just 
your your contribution to that. But with Subaru, if you come in and lease another one, they waive the disposition fee if you do happen to turn the car back. Hmm. And then they pay your first month's payment up to $500 on your next lease. So they make it very beneficial to you to stay with us. Well, yeah, that's I, we have no doubt that we'll be uh, staying with you guys and continuing. It's been such a amazing <clears throat> thing to have. And Jeff and I were going over some numbers a few weeks ago. Uh, the the What I was paying a month per month for the brand new top-of-the-line car, uh, mm-hmm. I was getting a screaming deal. I was saving like $50, $60 a month off of what uh, oh, the yeah. market has done to it. Uh, and uh, that, it's been such a benefit to have such an incredibly safe, efficient, and sexy car for my wife and kid to be driving around in. And the times I've been benefic- beneficial enough to uh, to take it, as man, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. But, Roger, when we leased the Crosstrek, it was just my wife and I. Yep, now you got a little one and all her paraphernalia that goes with you. <laughs> Accoutrements, yes, paraphernalia. Accoutrement. Yeah, yeah accoutrement. We. <laughs> yeah. oui. uh, and it's a, it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's buco accoutrement. Uh, uh-huh. But, so then we're fine, but we need a little more cargo space. Yeah. My wife is uh, really liking the uh, Outback. I like the Outback uh-huh. a lot, too. The 2020 Forester, though, also has our eye a little bit because it's got some really cool new features, that 2020 Forester. It, what what do you think does. we should uh, be looking into here? What what are the benefits of those? Well, I, one of the reasons, you know, I've, I've, I've gone from leasing to purchasing back to leasing. The reason I'm back to leasing now is exactly what you're talking about. It's the upgrades and all the safety features, the improvements in the stuff that you don't see. You know, Super's gone to their global platform, which is a much safer platform in an accident, but really the benefit day-to-day is it's, it's uh, more rigid, so there's less vibration. The cars are quieter now. Rides are better. My personal favorite, honestly, is the Outback. I'm really biased that way. It just I like how it fits. It's a little wider, a little roomier than the, than the Forester. The Forester drives great, but lane centering now is kind of the latest, greatest, next advance in eyesight. Mm-hmm. And the the car, you still have to drive. You is not autopilot. It's not co-pilot. Kind of a co-pilot, I guess. But it will it, when you turn it on. It and it can see lines on both sides of the road and out the lane. It will keep you centered in that lane. You know, so if you start drifting, it's going to bring you right back. Kind of one of the fun things if you get where there's no traffic, you get someone to drive in front of you. If there's no lanes, you can actually lock it on the car in front of you, and it will follow that car. Until it makes a sharp turn and it'll signal you that it's going to dis, you know, disengage. Hmm. And you got to make sure you're paying attention. But when we were down in Las Vegas uh, last July or August, July, June, July, we had a private track that we could do that on. It's pretty incredible. Um, you know, you've got some facial recognition in, in the in the touring Forester that actually you can set it up so you can tell what stations you like. You know, it'll, it just does a lot of stuff for you. It'll greet you. It recognizes you. <laughs> More importantly, if you start to fall asleep or get drowsy, it's going to beat that and signal you. How does, you know, it, how does that work? There's a, uh, there's a camera in it that's just very unobtrusive, and it watches It's aimed for the face and the eyes, and it just monitors you. So it's just another step in the evolution of cars to help make us safer, Especially because most of us are distracted driving. Let's be honest about it. 
you know, people are grabbing, you know, grabbing their phones, texting, which you shouldn't do when you drive. But and it'll single you if you look away to go, you know, you know, look down at your phone for a text. It, and you shouldn't have to do do that now with Apple CarPlay or Google Play. You know, you plug your phones in the car, it'll read the text to you. Yeah. So you don't have to get distracted. So I think it's just the advancements in the cars, you know, as far as safety and the the electronics, all there's big ones safety. And they're getting quieter and you know, better gas mileage with every passing year. Let, let me ask you, so because I, I like the idea that it will alert you and say, hey, uh, get your eyes back on the road, your hands back on the wheel. Uh, I would like it to, uh, if someone is texting while they're driving, I'd like a big Acme-sized hand to just come out of the wheel and <laughs> twice slap, across the slap, face, you know. Yeah, slap the phone away or something, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, exactly. it's crazy. People still, you see it every day driving down the road, people texting on their phones, but like, stay away from me. Put the phone down. You can live for ten minutes without an hour. However long you're in the car, pull over. Yeah. So you we know, we so. were looking at the as we way out back or Forester. We we have a CRV, which is a similar size mm-hmm. and body to the Forester, and yeah. that that works that works fine. But uh, the we were reading that the Outback is if I'm not if I'm wrong here, go ahead and correct me. Fourteen inches longer than the Crosstrek. That's about right. Which that's pretty much all in the cargo area, I would assume. Correct. Yeah, the, 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 from your cross track to the outback, the outback is wider. It's a little bit more room in the back seat, but most of that's in the in the cargo area. And the, what I like about it, though, is when you hear those numbers, you think, well, that's going to be a station wagon. It does not look or drive no. like a station wagon. It's a it's a beautiful no. machine. Yeah, Subaru has really found their niche and been true to it. You know, with the Outback, the Ascent, the Forester, the Crosstrek, all those have 8.7 inches of ground clearance, which is as much or more than a lot of the trucks and, and four guys out for off-road vehicles out there have. Yeah, so you can do some light off-roading with them. They're going to get you there in the snow, the wind, the rain safely, as long as you don't drive like a madman. You know, you got <laughs> got to be responsible for how you drive. I don't care what car you're driving, <laughs> but you know, just they're they're incredible cars. I spent 20 years selling Toyotas, and I tell you what, Toyota has nothing on Subaru. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But Toyota owns parts of Subaru now. They, you know, they like the company so much they bought part of it. <laughs> that's how you can. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works sometimes. All yeah. right, we'll take our final break. Coming up next, we got to talk about manufacturing plants opening. And then, yeah. clo- and then closing again on some of them for certain reasons. But Subaru is not uh, Subaru is uh, doing things the right way. We'll talk about that. And also, we, we hope so. <laughs> we'll, yeah, right. Will hand, we so. will hand sanitizer explode inside your hot car this summer? We'll talk about it next oh, on Utah Carson. Oh, I got a story for that one. <laughs> You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru, Austin Horton, and Roger Parkin with you today. Uh, Roger, we teased before the break, hand sanitizer, leaving it behind in a hot car. <laughs> Will it spontaneously combust? Well, I don't know if it'll not, go as far as that. I don't think it'll combust. <laughs> but you but it, say you've got a story for us. 
Oh, so hand sanitizer in the car. Hop in there the other day when it was 80 degrees out. I forget what store I was coming out of. Open up the hand sanitizer. And it sprayed all over my shirt. Oh. <laughs> I had a hand sanitizer shower. It was not pretty. <laughs> so be careful because it will be under pressure. Cover that up. I don't think it'll look, I don't, it won't combust, but certainly will pressurize as it heats up. Well, the, the reason this is a, a topic is Western Lakes Fire District, which is in, where's Western Lakes Fire District? I think it's in Minnesota. Could be wrong. But anyway, Western Lakes Fire District uh, sent out a picture uh, of uh, a car. The, the driver's side door is open, and it's just been, it uh, looks like a bomb has gone off inside like the, the little uh, tray under the door handle. And the really? entire panel of the driver's side door is just smoldering and smoking and melted and is just in pieces. And they shared this and said that this was due to a hand sanitizer that was alcohol-based spontaneously combusting inside a hot car. Well, <laughs> the truth is this was a hoax that someone else posted on Facebook, and this Western Lakes Fire Department just took it for themselves and shared it and it's, you know, obviously it's been shot down. You can't, uh, it won't spontaneously combust like a, like an improvised explosive device, but yeah. you could, it being under pressure, when you open it or, or touch it, it could, you know, uh, uh, melt or, or uh, you know, shoot out of the, the bottle onto you and it would not feel good. It could be really hot, but it's not going to turn into a, an explosive device. Just goes to show you, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Um, that, that fire department or that district is in Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin, thank but, you. Wisconsin, you're close, you know, one state off. Yeah. But uh, no, it'll definitely pressurize. I've had it happen to me a couple of times. And you, you always forget. Maybe the third time will be the charm. It won't happen to me. But I've had a couple <laughs> of them just, you know, or they get really liquidy and run out too fast. But you know, who would have thought you used so much hand sanitizer? And I can just see the personal injury attorneys 10 years now. Did you use such and such disinfectant and <laughs> experience cancer? Call us. You know it's coming. Yeah, you're you right. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, all right, in a moment, we got to also get to uh, manufacturing plants and the plans to yeah. have them reopen. But we've got a phone call now at 855 855- 340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Ken is on the show. Hi, Ken. Good morning, Ken. Hey, uh, sorry sorry to call you again. Oh, no problem. Uh, you, you guys must have an audience of one today. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least a at caller least of one. one out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, uh, um, again, I'm out door dashing, but uh, uh, I was sitting behind a uh, uh, Tesla uh, at a stoplight, and he, uh, when the stoplight turned green, uh, he took off like a rocket, uh, and it made me wonder why don't Teslas uh, squeal their tires? Oh, oh, well, I, I see. Would, yeah. I would assume that they have traction control on them. So, any electric car, kind of one of the things about electric cars is that you have 100% torque right out of the chute, and torque is what yeah. gets you moving. But I guarantee you they have traction control, so they get max power without, without the losing the grip. So I, I wonder if the, yeah, I wonder if it's the advantage uh, to the to the Tesla 
uh, when it comes to um, uh, uh, police officers listening for squealing tires as they're doing their uh, their <laughs> traffic stops. Uh, I don't know. It also uh, reminded me that uh, there's a, a story about the Cannonball Run uh, with all the yeah. empty roads uh, for the yep. during this pandemic. Uh, they have uh, they've actually uh, set a new record from uh, from Manhattan, New York to uh, to Santa Monica, California. Yeah, which I, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Ken, because I, I meant to get to that today because that's first of all, it's a terrific. Terrifically bad movie, starring uh, Burt Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> no, realistic though. Realistic. It is. It's across yeah. the country, as you mentioned, from Manhattan, New York, to uh, the pier on Santa Monica Pier in, in California. Which uh, how how far is how far is that? Uh, I don't. I don't a few know. Two thousand miles. Okay, and the the record that they just set, they averaged one hundred and nineteen point nine miles per hour. Uh, for I think it was around twenty six mile twenty six hours, is what I think they, right. they made it in. I can't imagine how I can't imagine going that fast in a car for that long without stopping. And they've also put well, uh, marine gas tanks uh, in the in the trunk, which is extremely dangerous. But yep. you're right with the empty roads, they decided to take advantage of this and, and make a new record out there. Twenty six well, hours. The important. Oh, that's, the that's important the important word there is uh, average. Uh, yeah. There are parts of that that you have to go 30 miles an hour. And oh, so okay. you've got to make up for that slow time. Uh, so they're they're probably doing 160, 180 somewhere, probably across the salt yeah. flats. Yeah, they were using a white Audi A8 set up with giant fuel tanks in the trunk. And of course, this uh, is and, highly illegal. <laughs> this is not oh, yeah. sanctioned and, or, or sponsored. And not a cop in sight. Right. Not a police officer in sight. Well, and that's I saw. I was reading another. Or did they have permission? Well, I was reading another blog. It's not so much permission, but rather people that uh, are like scouts and will say, oh, this, "This there's a cop at this milepost or whatever," and avoid that or somehow. And you know, it, it's it's a kind of an underground effort uh the following of the right. cannonball run but like it is not i don't i would never attempt it i think it's i think it's Oof. uh obviously it's well, illegal you but you couldn't do that in a tesla though no <laughs> no you have so. stopped too often <laughs> 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 a big battery behind you I'll, I'll, no, that, that's, that's, although you could do the stealth time. mode yeah you, you wouldn't this hear the car coming time so. that's been broken in, during the pandemic, right, it was broken once, yeah. and this is the second time. There's people with a seven, lot of times on their set. Oh, seven! Oh my gosh! Seven. Yeah, yeah. we we need we need uh, people to go back to work uh, so that we can stop <laughs> the cannonball runs. Ken, have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. Uh, I'll listen next week again. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cannonball run. Uh, don't do it, but if you do, make sure it's uh, official and, and break the record for an eighth time. I don't know. Wow. Uh, no, thank you. Twenty six hours in a car nonstop. Yeah, I've made I've made a similar drive. I know you have as well with family back oh, east, yeah. uh, Roger. It was the worst three days in the car I've ever spent, going from uh, Salt Lake to D.C. I hated it. Yeah, I've moved a kid from here to Gainesville, Florida, in August, and the car was so loaded down you could not run the AC the whole time. Oh, and across Texas, well, I'm sure. 
Yeah, we had 470 air conditioning that whole trip. <laughs> all four windows down, 70 miles an hour. You got it up to 70 with all that stuff in there, huh? Well, downhill with, downhill with a breeze, you know. No, you, most tailwind. of it was 60. It was two and a half days to drive across country that way. Roger, let's talk about uh, manufacturing plants reopening. Yeah. Now, now Ford There's, uh, reopened but then had to close as they had a couple people test positive for coronavirus. What's mm-hmm. the latest going on uh, around the, the country with manufacturer plants? So, you know, some of them are opening back up. To, uh, Volkswagen opened up two weeks ago, 50% production. So I haven't heard anything about them. Subaru finally opened up Indiana, which is where we manufacture all of our Sense, Imprezas, Legacies, and Outbacks. And it's certainly not at 100% capacity, capacity yet. So they opened up on the 18th and are starting to produce the cars coming off the uh, line. But one of the big concerns is supply of parts for these cars because all their suppliers have been shut down also. And most your automotive manufacturers run with just-in-time uh, inventory. So you have maybe, depends on the manufacturer. At one point in time when I was working for Toyota, they had eight hours worth of, you know, they had the next eight hours worth of parts on hand. They brought them in as they did it. It saves them money on inventory and is more efficient, takes up less space. But in situations like we're just having right now, getting up and running is not just the factory getting up and running. It's every part supplier that supplies parts those to the manufacturers being up and running and being able to produce enough. So it's going to, it's not going to be smooth. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination at all. Um, but hopefully they've got it figured out and they can get up and running because they've got to get all those people back in. They haven't been working for, I think Subaru shut down their factory the 16th, 11th or 16th of March. Wow. So for two months, they haven't been working. And it's some pretty, you know, there's, it's, it's a lot of labor in there. It's a lot of moving and stuff and, you know, getting back used to being efficient with the, the part that you do and, I mean, it's it's quite the day. It's quite the ballet, really, watching the cars go down the line and parts coming in on them. You look, look up in the over, up the head, over, up in the over, up in the roof. You see doors going by on conveyor belts, and you know they're on the cars and they take off, and then they come back at the end and get put back on. It's it's quite the uh, ballet and organization and synchronizing all that. So it'll take a while to get back to back to full production. Whenever that happens, do you know uh, how long about it takes to produce one Subaru, let's say, Outback? So when when they're running at full capacity, there's a car that comes off the assembly line every fifty three seconds. Wow! It's probably on the line. I bet it's probably an hour or two through the fact through the factory. To make to make a car from the ground up, yeah, so to speak. Well, from the part, yeah, to assemble all the parts because it's pretty. It's, you know, Subaru when I toured that plant didn't share how long they, you know, each station has them. Uh, last time I toured a Toyota plant, it was fifty three seconds per station Whew. was where they sat. But you know, Subaru when we toured that plant, their cars were coming off every fifty three seconds. So. It's it is pretty incredible, and the, those places are huge, and just miles and miles and miles of conveyor belts. But that doesn't count the time to paint the car because they won't let you back in that area ever. Why is that? Just you're... the toxicity of paint, or no? It's, they're clean rooms. So I know ah. Jeff has had a chance. He was on one of the advisory boards, 
and they actually took them through the um, paint painting process there, but they paint a different color. They don't batch color paint, you know, so it's not all white, it's not all gray. But you can do white, you can do black, you can do red, and they do them in whatever order they're coming down the line, which is pretty incredible. I don't know how they do it and make it so it's nice and clean, because I can't do that when I paint a house. <laughs> right. But they paint every different color on the line at the same time, but it's all a clean room. It's very sterile. You know, it's all the parts are uh, electronically charged to attach the paint to it, attract the paint to it. And so it's very involved. It's not a place that very many people get to see. Well, it's uh, the the Henry Ford assembly line has come a long way, hasn't it? Uh, well, yeah, Henry <laughs> gave you any color you wanted as long as it was black. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the ability to, to create and produce a car every 53 seconds, that's that's terrific. Now, oh, that's at full it's, production, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think they'll be back in full production for a month at least, would be my guess. Or if they'll ever go back to full capacity this year with the way sales, you know, demand has dropped down. I know Subaru's dropped their forecast for the year by about 50,000 vehicles. And, uh, you know, they've been on... A record growth pace for they've set records virtually for 11 12 years hmm. that's be the first year that we haven't set a record but we still have an opportunity to do it you know like i say it feels like there's lots of pent-up demand i mean if you look at sales we've been steadily increasing you know we like to do we, our goal is 10 a day and 15 on saturdays and we've been doing six seven eight yesterday we did 12 you know so People are coming back out and needing to buy cars, and their needs are changing like yours. Add a kid, add the accoutrement, need more room, get rid of a kid. You know, kids move out. <laughs> get rid of Not a get kid. rid of a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever get rid of kids. They move out. They keep coming back. They're like boomerangs. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> uh, so. Now, uh, have, you ever, have you ever played bingo, like at an official bingo hall, Roger Parkin? I have not. I've played bingo plenty of times, but yeah. – it's never been a. I've never had any desire to go play in a bingo hall. I, I've I have the desire to do it just to experience it. Uh, you know, just to say I've done it and to see if it's as uh, if it lives up to the stereotypes that I have in my mind about bingo halls. But well, what's that stereotype? Old ladies sitting around doing it. Or what? Yep, you nailed That's it. My That's my stereotype. <laughs> I just don't see me ever doing that. Yeah, I don't. Because I said that, I'll be there next year. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be the grand champion, the grand wizard of the bingo hall. Uh, Well, this is uh, out of San Antonio. Bingo enthusiasts in San Antonio can now fill out their cards from behind the wheel. Bingo halls were allowed to reopen (laughs) on a limited capacity basis yesterday under phase two of the reopen plan, television station KABB reported. Northeast Bingo's owners decided to implement the game from its parking lot, allowing the Dobbers to win from outside the hall. Northeast Bingo I like that creativity. said that they'll operate at 25% inside the facility and designate 26 parking spaces outside for car bingo. The instructions read, pull up in your car, park in a designated spot, and play bingo in your vehicle. The numbers will come over your radio you have to do the computer out there. The balls will pop up on your machine, everything. People who do hmm. go inside the facility will have their temperature taken, though. But So you can still, some of you will in, in San Antonio will still be able to go inside, but most people, 
you'll get their their bingo fix while sitting inside their uh, their vehicle listening to the that's radio. Cool. That's cool. You heard about the uh, drive through strip club up in Oregon, right? Uh, no. Why did you hear about that, Roger? <laughs> because I'm reading the papers. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> reading. That's what like- happens there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they they <laughs> now that they're to this point, they just drive through in your car and pick up your food and honk and away you go. <laughs> but it's all under tents, apparently. Oh, they hit man. national news. I that hit honestly, nas- national news. Uh, it was brought up on the big show. I hadn't seen it or read it, but I heard about <laughs> it. Uh, so no, the the people are adjusting uh, from bingo to uh, food. We'll call it. Yep. Any entertainment <laughs> you can uh, now get via drive through. Uh, yeah, the same the same restaurant got sued by Uber for kind of appropriating a play on Uber. Oh, really? And doing delivery for for food. So, jeez. Oh, they've been they've been national news a couple of times that I've seen. But this, this, give them kudos for creativity. <laughs> bingo. Uh, I got bingo yeah. here. Uh, this you got bingo. This made national Blackout. news too. Uh, the a company of uh, a dealership in Culver City, California. Now, this kind of oh. is confusing because the name of the dealership is Nissani Brothers Hyundai Dealership. So, uh, uh-huh. I don't know. You'd think they would be Nissan dealers with their name being Nissani. But anyway, they uh, decided to – now, this is alleged by uh, the customers and Hyundai. Hyundai has removed them, by the way, as a dealer. They are no longer an authorized Hyundai dealer because nope. what they did was they had customers' cars – towed away uh, because of COVID-19. They said, they claimed that they reached out to their customers and said, hey, you got to come take your car back because of the pandemic. We can't fix it. We can't do what we're supposed to do with it. You got to come take it. And the ones that didn't come get their car, they had them towed away. Well, a lot of these customers have shown proof that they never received any uh, communication that the car was going to be towed away. In fact, one customer got a bill for $6,000, a fine from the city, because her car had been there so, for so long in the impound lot. 150 bucks a day is what they were charging them. That's insanity. And, and think about this. Some of the cars were torn apart that they towed away. They've taken yes. stuff out. Stripped you know, them. Hunt, yep. Strip, yeah, to Hyundai's credit, they're they're picking up the tab on all this, making it right, but... Oh. And these these guys own two or three other dealerships down there. Memory serves me right out of that article. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, this, that would be one dealer that I would avoid, like the plague. Uh, and it, it does say here, Nissan family has a history of legal troubles, including a two point four million dollar judgment against them for a wage theft case that state officials yep. said was California's largest ever. The case involves sixty four employees at a car wash that they owned. Since the Nissani brothers still operate other dealerships in the area, the LA Times opinion columnist who wrote about the issue now recommends putting a GPS tracker in your car if you have to drop it off at one of them for repairs. Call it coronavirus I carefulness. Yeah, I would never drop a car off out there. It looks I like did. they have Nissan Acura and Chevrolet nope. down there. And I'm not doing yeah. that, man. They, they can't, oh, they're not touching my car. Yeah, it's Westfield, Culver City, California. But, so, you know, Hyundai, Hyundai dealers, it's open. Hyundai dealers have had a, in California, have been refusing, some of them have been refusing to take lease back cars. BMW, 
some BMW dealerships across the nation saying they can't handle them. Um, you know, there's a lot of really wrong things going on in the car business out there with some not so wonderful dealers that I'm not sure what they're thinking. It's really short term, short sighted thought. That, you know, you, you, you at least a customer car and say, no, I'm not taking it back. I don't have room for it. Huh. Not a smart thing. Nope. Figure it out. I know we're store. We've rented a lot of store cars from our midtown store because we're out of space. And I thought I was going to have to do it here, and we've sold enough cards. I don't have to, so <laughs> I've got a I've got a site reserved if I ever need it. I can go drop a hundred cards, but we would never say no to bringing a car back for a customer. It's just I just can't even fathom that logic. No, not at all. Not in the least. Or a tow a car a tow a car when you've never contacted the customer. But good for a Hyundai cutting them off and and dissolving their they're uh, getting rid of their dealer agreement with them. That's smart. Yeah, and to pick up the tab, that's that's really a stand-up yep. of Hyundai to do that. Uh, well, and then, it's, it's, it's some good it's good press for Hyundai, bad press for them. Oh, yeah. And picking up the tabs a lot cheaper than advertising. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, the final story I want to share with you here today, uh, Roger, is out of Staten Island, New York where a guy named Michael Ferrari was driving home on last Saturday, May 16th, on the Staten Island-bound lower level of the Verrazano Narrows Bridge when concrete-infused water suddenly rained down from the upper level, splashing across his car. It covered my car, he said. The falling material was a result of ongoing construction on the Brooklyn upper-level approach roadway where the contractor was using water during a concrete saw-cutting operation to mitigate the dust. <laughs> and despite efforts to contain it, some concrete-infused water dripped onto the lower-level traffic. Oh. Uh, upon returning home, Ferrari tried to hose off his vehicle, but quickly found that concrete-infused water does not budge. It does not. It will destroy that paint. Uh, the, uh, the, the Ferrari fl- filed an official complaint on the uh, website and was contacted by the guy that the company that was cutting, doing the concrete cutting and they worked quickly, luckily to resolve the issue. They met him at a detailing place and had the car detailed, uh, out of their own pocket. So it, it ended well, but I can't imagine driving home and he was not the <laughs> only one to experience the issue. There were several other cars that had this oh, concrete yeah. infused water drip onto their car that's the end of your paint job right there that's, oh you're done yeah yeah that's it destroys it there's all the chemicals and in, in concrete are not nice to cars at all yep well roger no. it was good to have you back on the show buddy i've missed you yeah it was fun definitely different uh not not a bad way to do it though <laughs> you think i'll never see you again will i it depends <laughs> <laughs> on, on when the next time I do the show with you is. Right. I'm sure I'm sure we'll be back together at some point in time this summer. Yes, sir, and I'll, I'll for sure see you probably uh, in the fall at the end of my lease. So fantastic! Look forward to it. All right, you Give be well. Hopefully, everybody has a safe Memorial weekend. You too. Thanks, Roger. That's Roger Parkin of the Southtown Store, Mark Miller Subaru, for Eric Jensen and Roger Parkin. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on Utah Car Sense.